Yes. <laughs> yes. So we've got Estelle there. Hello, Estelle. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi, Graham. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you too. Yeah. There's probably Graham, a whole... while while I've got you trapped here, um, I've cleared quite a few bookshelves and I've Say got no. and I've got about <laughs> 30 copies of different plays. Yes. I, I wondered whether there was anybody particularly in the directing lot who, who would like them. Well, let me pass that word around. The theatre network, uh, both both members of my theatre network. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and... Uh, and we'll see. Everybody oh, else just said no, Graham. I was, well, <laughs> Say no notice of him. I wasn't very encouraged by the intro from your Captain Bird's Eye there. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, isn't it? <laughs> it is a splendid beard. Well, it's it's a something. It's a Are splendid you jealous, beard, Graham, because yours looks sort of well, <laughs> cheap. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Graham has always had designer stubble, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> you, Estelle, you have you, you have seen me without a beard in uh, at least one play, and and I grow it as quickly as I can the minute <laughs> I leave stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that nobody can say to you. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in um, body double, I had to shave my beard off for that, and. Uh, Kira refused to speak to me. Our children are almost refusing to speak to Kevin because he won't. Well, generally, <laughs> it was a sort of experiment because I've never had a beard before and I wasn't sure how luxuriant it would be in its growth. Mm. And it won't grow much more than this, but it grew a lot more than... I imagined, and so many people were positive, and it'll probably lead, if we're going to talk about theatre, to a show I'm doing at the moment, which is Murder in the Cathedral. And well, the director said, I'd like my male actors um, to, um, to grow beards if they can, otherwise I'll have to, um, I'll have to hire. Hi hire a beard. And, and so this all fell in very neatly. And so many people then said complimentary things, but, um, um, and they don't have to, um, but the only two people who seem not to like it are my children who are kind of ganging up on me and saying, when you're getting rid of it. <laughs> but uh, it's surely the right time of year because you're growing it in time for Christmas. I thought that was why you would, because you've played Father Christmas on a oh, number of occasions. Ma many, many times and in different places. So, yes, and I've got my costume hanging up, waiting to be ironed and um, refreshed, but I don't think it's going to get an outing this year. <laughs> now, your, your dear wife is miming in the background. I think yeah. she should join in. Why don't you pull up a chair, Estelle? Let's, let's do this as a let's do this as a combo. I've only got twenty eight minutes. So, yeah, well, now let's begin. Let's let's. I mean, I'll I'll cut bits out and so on, but but yeah. I'll record. Yes. I'll record, and then we can put, cut yeah. things out. But basically, I, I for for the for both. I have a, regularly, my audience reaches sometimes single figures. Uh, so uh, you know. <laughs> 
Uh, I kind of understood that. So, I've done something similar for the um, the Playhouse, and I've no idea whether anybody listened to my ramblings on mm. the Playhouse podcast. Well, I will yeah. keep you updated on your viewing figures uh, throughout <laughs> its its release. Um, so I'm I'm talking with just for the tape. I'm talking with. Uh, uh, Kevin and Estelle Hand, uh, who have both been instrumental and inspirational <laughs> in my decline, <laughs> both as a human being and shouter of plays. <laughs> I won't say performer. So, you know, now then let's kick off then and say, tell us about, well, we've done your beard. Tell us about <laughs> tell us about the thing you're doing at uh, about uh, the thing you're doing at um, the uh, church. Right, Holy Trinity. Yes, interesting. I was invited earlier in the year by um, Ursula Russell, the director of Trinity Players, if I would take a role in Murder in the Cathedral, T.S. Eliot's great verse play, and I was delighted to do it for a, a number of. Um, reasons. I'm playing Re Reginald Fitzurse, one of the knights who have murders um, Henry the, uh, no, met him, murders the Archbishop of Canterbury at the behest. Have you, Kevin, have you read it? Yeah, you yes. read this play? At, at the behest of Henry the Second, who will rid me of this troublesome priest? And what was particularly attractive to me was that it would be the third time I performed in this play. Oh. And I worked out the other day that the first time I performed in this play was 61 years ago. Blinking heck. When I was in the fifth form at grammar school and I was leader of the chorus. Instead of having the women of Canterbury, we had a chorus of the people of Canterbury. So um, it was 61 years since uh, we did the production. And indeed, tomorrow night, would have been the last night of our current run. Yes. Apart from the restrictions, we have a new date for the new year, but it would be easy to be pessimistic about whether that will happen. In between time, I did a production um, with Ivy and Charles Calvert in Holy Trinity Church. And I don't know the date of that, but probably 25 or 30 years ago. Good so it's my third time in, in, in the play. Good so I hope it happens. I've got fond memories of it. I think it's a lovely play, beautiful verse, um, an interesting piece of English history. And um, I suppose this all depends whether, whether we drop in and out of tier 6.5 or whatever we're in at the moment, you know, and because uh, we're in, we're in the... For the record, because in case Kira ever listened, I primarily started this uh, podcast business so that Kira could have a record of her little old dad <laughs> in the future. And if, she ever, if she ever has children, you know, her grandchildren might. What a grand! What a granddad sound like! And uh, you know, and she'll say, "Don't go near that podcast, whatever you do. Don't, 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 don't." don't. Um, I was going to say, uh, but um, you, uh, we are in, for the record then, uh, we are still being surrounded by this virus of doom. And, uh, and we're in the highest possible tier, tier. known yeah. 
to mankind. We have been very, very bad people in Stratford. <laughs> I blame Studley. We're very friendly. I blame Studley. It's all that's where it's really kicking off. <laughs> and Henley. Studley and Henley is where it's all going pear shaped. Yes. But it means that we can't act in public at all. No, we we were due next week as we came out of lockdown to uh, be at an evening of comedy at the Bear Pit on a week Saturday, their first trial uh, mm. performance mm. in front of a select audience, only selecting you first up who paid their money of something like 30 of us, uh, and that clearly has now been postponed, cancelled, and mm. we were due also to go to the Playhouse to see an orchestra of the Swan concert the following week. Ah. That has now been postponed, cancelled. So we were desperately looking forward to opportunities to go and see live theatre, mm. music, comedy, whatever. Mm. So um, our hopes are totally dashed. And uh, my understanding is that the kind of restrictions that we've got could well be in the place till the middle of January. So I guess our hopes of doing Murder in the Cathedral beginning of Feb also begin to look slim. I hope not. Mm. Ah, well, we can only hope... For once, Graham, for once, Graham, I know me lines. Well, <laughs> you better keep he, saying you them. Know, he knows his lines because who foolishly offered to be prompt? Oh. <laughs> that you, Estelle... So she's on my case, Graham. <laughs> How are you coping being a prompt, Estelle? <laughs> well, those uh, pews in the church are very hard to sit on for three hours at a time. It's three hours long, this show, is it? Well, no, I'm talking about when we've had rehearsals. Ah, yes. Yeah. No, the, show, the show is under two hours. Well, I was going to say, Kevin, I think you've got some sort of rule of not wanting to be still on the stage past half nine. No. <laughs> oh, oh, the people of our generation. Yeah. Get me, go, go on, mother. You know, it's got to be, uh, that's the unreasonable and cruel punishment to be still on there at any point past 10 o'clock. <laughs> way you too can't go to the pub, you see. So, well, in, in, in a way, it doesn't I, matter. I thought you were both temperance uh, people anyway, so why would you want to do that? <laughs> Good Lord. So, um, how, how, well, let's, how, how is lockdown, how are you, uh, what is lockdown experience like in the Kevin and Estelle world? Um, well, fortunately, uh, we have quite a reasonably uh, large house from the point of view of the number of rooms, so we can get away from each other, uh, which which is <laughs> quite a quite a help. Uh, we do manage most days to go for a walk, and we are members of the National Trust, mm. so we're lucky to be able to go. Mm. You know, to lots of properties around here, mm. you have to book, but you know that's fine. Um, and it's quite nice for reading and yes. writing yeah. and uh, 
Fortunately, we got a big telly at the beginning of the year. So. Did you? And Netflix. And Netflix, yes. It's, uh... we've, been, we've been to places like Charlcote and Snows Hill Manor and Hanbury Hall. Some of those we've been four and five times. So we make a drive. The two metre rule doesn't apply because in the main, we're not 200 metres near anybody else. Mm it's the walk we're going for we haven't been inside a property Estelle I think may have had a slight sneak into shops when they were open but I haven't been into a shop um, and that's been wonderful we also play uh, I started off by reading uh, the mirror and the light Hilary Mantel and mm. since then I've just been reading and reading and reading but we also play a game called Upwards which is a three-dimensional version of Scrabble and we have played together mm. nearly a hundred games of uh, upwards, mm. and the scores are all but level. We're really evenly matched in the game. So yeah, walking. Um, we've done a lot of cooking, haven't we? Well, cabin house. I, I've done yeah, a lot of cooking. Cook. So um, what's I'm gone really... well? What's gone well on the cooking front? Well, it's mainly vegetarian. I do like meat, but we tend to. I tend to eat meat when we go to, to restaurants, but I'm happy to have vegetarian, but lots of curries using lots of vegetables. So, you know, recently you, you'll see aubergines, you will see courgettes, you'll see leeks and carrots, um, lots of onions, including red onions. So um, there's a, a sausage casserole from yesterday, which will have beans and pulses, and I know not what, and new potatoes. Good heavens. So we'll have that later today. But he's very good at cakes and puddings. Oh, yes. We've got some slices of lemon drizzle waiting to be eaten. Good Over Lord. Over the weekend, oh. I think it's time for another barrow brief. Well, uh, uh, let that, uh, we'll let that, uh, we'll, I might have to cut that bit out. That sounds a little salacious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like most people, we've walked a lot and we've cooked a lot and... We haven't drunk a lot. <laughs> no. Now, um, let us have a brief foray. I have about, uh, I have about 10 or 15 minutes left. Uh, because I've tried to make these only half an hour, but I never can do it. And, and I hope you will do another one. I, I want to do, um, you know, uh, do as many as I can and come back to people in due course and see how things have changed. But anyway, theatre. My dear friends, theatre has dominated, theatre and music has dominated your lives, as you've just intimated, ever since you were in, well, I don't suppose Estelle was in short trousers, but I imagine, uh, uh, Kevin, you have worn short trousers in your youth. Till I was 12 or 13. Do either of you remember your first productions on the stage, musically or theatrically? Yes. I played Mustard Seed in Midsummer Night's Dream at Birmingham University when I was five. Oh, that. <laughs> oh. We're not going to ask when that was, but. <laughs> Even if your arithmetic was good enough. <laughs> well, it isn't. Happily, it isn't. Yeah, Happily, it my, isn't. My dad was very keen on uh, theatre, musicals, and uh, he was in groups that put on musicals. 
And in those days, you didn't have to have chaperones. Mm. So because he was a widower, um, he took me along to the musicals and I, I was in the musicals and they used to be put on for a fortnight. And on the last night, it would take well over an hour to hand up all the bouquets uh, to the cast. So that's, that's how I got my, my love of theatre. Mm. Uh, so I have, to, I have to say thank you to my dad. <laughs> From a very, very early age. Isn't mine, mine, was com- mine was completely different, really, because uh, uh, my family, for various reasons, weren't into theatre, like, at all. So I don't remember going to the theatre at all as a child. Mm. I do remember performing in a pantomime at the age of 11 at my primary school. But when I went to my boys' grammar school, it was there that one or two wonderful teachers, Harry Jones, Brian Newton, Paul Lapworth, kind of encouraged me with my singing and with my acting. And my first major role was of leader of the chorus 61 years ago, as I say, in uh, Murder of the Cathedral. I went on to play um, Henry IV in Henry IV Part One, mm-hmm. um, And then I started to do, join local community uh, drama groups, um, including the um, Rescue Me, Estelle, your dad's um, Canterbury Players. players, um, And that's where, in fact, I met Estelle because I played Timothy in Salad Days. Oh, right. I'd already done a show with Estelle's father. I played something like Samuel in the Pirates of Penzance, a G&S role. Uh, Oh, and I'd also played a a small role in... um, Bless the Bride. Um, and then I, I got the lead in Salad Days playing Tim. And um, I never let her forget it. Estelle played my mother in law. It's the only time I've ever sung in a production. Is it really? Yeah. That's, that's the only time you've sung? Uh, yeah, yeah. Other than in a chorus or something. <laughs> Yes. And and the spa and the theatrical uh, when I met Kevin, I um I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a is there a link there at all? So you did so the magnetism between you grew as a result of that stage performance. Well out of being involved in bits of theatre together and the relationship developed incredibly quickly really, um, in the way these things sometimes do. Um, everything just fell in place, I guess. Fortunately, because we were engaged after six weeks and married after three months. Wow. 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 That's, <laughs> that's the way to do things. It, clearly, clearly, because you'd be married for, oh gosh, it must be more than 10 years, isn't it? It's more than 10 years, I think. Nearly I think. 55 years. Is it really? Good Lord above. Good yeah. Lord above. Well, congratulations. It's never a crossword. Never a crossword. No, 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 no. I no, just, just, uh, just a headlock. Uh, <laughs> headlock and chloroform. Uh, so have you played, have you both been on stage together much? 
We had directive together. We did 1066 and all that, ah. second thoughts. And um, all I spent my time doing was, who told you to do that, uh, <laughs> Kevin? No, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I spent all the time uh, correcting what I thought were his mistakes, because I'm very bossy, and that's why I like I've, directing. I've been in a lot of Estelle's productions, not all of them. Um, I have sometimes been told to take a back seat and sometimes I've offered to. For instance, Toad of Toad Hall, which we did at, uh, for Second Thoughts at the mm. other place, mm. Estelle directed an absolutely marvellous production, mm. sold out and uh, some great, great performances from a very uh, fine cast. And I, I thought it was a wonderful production. I did Front of House, but it I think both Estelle and I would say that it ain't always about directing. It isn't all about uh, acting. It's being part of a group of like-minded people. Mm, I mean, in recent years, I mean, there are less opportunities for me to act as I get older. I still enjoy it. But I've had some wonderful nights at the Bear Pit, either as front of house manager or front of house team or working on the bar. And it's just lovely to to greet people as they come in, yes. meet old friends. Sometimes yeah. you don't see them for months until you see them. Yes, it's, yes. it's social yes. aspect. And I know Graham, you've done wonderful work, particularly uh, around stage management with, with the the bear pit. And I know how mm. delighted they've been when you you have filled in that role. I love it when you're acting, but they're also happy to have you in that role of stage management. Well, when they see me act, they're very keen for me to do stage management. That's, uh, that's... <laughs> that wasn't but, uh, the point I was making, but I will if you like. No, but, no, no. But I only stage manage if I've got uh, Jill Butler on the crew, <laughs> yes, yes. then I can relax. Yes. I can have a biscuit and then uh, <laughs> kick it off and shut it down. And that's it. <laughs> Really, because Jill oh, is. Yeah. You've got Jill Butler. You're yeah, you're away. Page, so so one, you... one of my favourite productions. Guess what? Amadeus. Ah. 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 Happy yeah. days. A very fine actor in the my the main part there. Happy days. <laughs> now, since you've said that, I'm going to t this. Uh, this is not a visual production, but um, I'm going to take you to my wall of. Shame. I mean fame. <laughs> oh, there it is. And oh, there is your dear husband. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Both yeah. photographs. There he is. And is that Maggie Curtis? It is Maggie. Oh. Both pictures, actually. Yeah. Yes. Those are lovely. Playing the Venticelli, which were the gossips or little winds, I believe the Italian translation is. Yes. And Peter Seymour Mead in the background there, I think. God bless him. I can't, I don't know, who, is this Gary? Is that Gary Manders in the, uh, uh, next to? I don't know. I don't know. Phil Bruce Moore was in the production and Roger Goland played, was it Ferdinand? And trying to think the Archbishop. King, Le Leopold, wasn't it? Leopold was the king, yes. I was struggling for the king's name. Yes. Uh, well, 
That, so now um, um, you have both really acted with pretty much acted, sung, um, performed, perhaps I should say, with pretty much every group in the region, I would suspect, because Stratford and, and, its, and its environ has a, has a vast range. It's, I was talk, talking to Richard and Penny about this yesterday, whatever for. It is, it is always surprising how, even though Stratford is dominated by the RSC, for, and that's a wonderful and lovely gift to us all, it hasn't in the, perhaps it has encouraged the vast range of musical and theatre groups that you must have encountered over the years and still are part of. Well, when we arrived in Stratford, effectively in 1983, Estelle and I were lucky to be extras in Barry Kyle's um, production of The Dylan. It was a production that mm. traversed around, started at the other place, ended at the other place, and traversed the streets. And it was a Victorian story. And it was during that year, of course, that Second Thoughts were formed. Now, there were already a number of very good uh, local companies, from musicals to acting, that wasn't quite what some of us wanted to do. And we felt there was room for another company. And the fact that Second Thoughts has been going now for nearly 40 years tells mm. you there was room. Mm. And um, some of the productions they've done over the years would be complemented by the wonderful Phoenix players or Avonside players as they were, a number of groups that have come and gone. Um, but sometimes Second Thoughts were able to do productions which perhaps the Avonside players wouldn't attempt or the Phoenix players didn't think it was what they were about. So it was complimentary and you're quite right. And when the Bear Pit came uh, on the scene much later on, that hasn't impeded the progress of Second Thoughts or um, no. Phoenix. In fact, I think it's added it to them. Absolutely. I think it's given them a great venue to perform in. And then, of course, there's all the musical groups that you both... Mm. You both... Uh, lucky to direct... Yes, yes. My Fair Lady and 42nd Street, um, which, you know, obviously <laughs> leave a lot of lovely memories. Mm. Mm. Very special to be able to... the main house of the RSC, which is one of the wonderful things about being in Stratford, is the variety of places you can perform. So yes, we performed at the Playhouse. Yes, yes. Before, we've performed at Alverston Manor. We've performed at Hull's Croft. We've performed yes. at another place. We've performed at the Swan and on the, the main stage of uh, the Royal Shakespeare. Yes. And well, we, you... One of the things that... I remember it about the year 2000. I can't remember the exact dates. I was lucky enough to be at Hall's Croft with you in the Tempest, uh -huh. in Prospero. Yes. In a very wonderful production with great actors in it, including Mark Spriggs, of course. Yes, yes. Penny. Yeah. Uh, Penny Sandalkeen's absolutely wonderful. And, and Brian Emony. In that 12 months for the operatic, 
at the Swan Theatre, I played Dr. Prospero in Bob Carlton's mm -hmm. rock musical, mm -hmm. Return to the Forbidden Planet, which was an absolute blast. Mm. And I just feel I've been so privileged and lucky to perform both at Hall's Croft, which has got a very dear spot in the heart of Estelle and myself. Yes. Yeah, it's about half past nine, quarter to ten at night. You could smell the rosemary. You could see the bats flitting across, doing a wonderful production of Twelfth Night, mm. Merchant of Venice, mm. uh, whatever it was. Um, is one of our happy experiences, but also being able to perform or direct in at the RSC, absolutely wonderful. As you say, you because you 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 uh, you've there is hardly a stage in this area that you two have not graced in some way or another. I think that would be true to say, and indeed further afield. Did you go to Germany with the? Uh... Yes. That was absolutely marvellous. That was a wonderful Second Thoughts initiative, partly driven, of course, by the wonderful Val Harris, oh, yeah. one of our early chairmen of Second Thoughts, who had wonderful energy. And she set up this three-way project between Flinders University, which I'm trying to think, is it in Adelaide in South Australia, and Meinigen in East Germany. And we went with the college, um, Stratford College, and members of Second Thought. Some of our younger members, people like Meron Trory, mm -hmm. for instance, mm -hmm. and um, Verity Harris. Um, and, and I was allowed to play a short scene as um, Oberon in the dream. So it was performed in a mixture of English and German. And we had, it was my idea of heaven. We had workshops in the morning, we rehearsed in the evening, and we went out partying in the evening, apart from when we actually did a performance. And Estelle was one of those people doing, running the workshops during the day. I just attended and I used some of that material from those workshops in teaching for a long time after. So that was a wonderful experience. I'm sure, yes. And did you go to Edinburgh with the the festival? Uh, we've we've been as audience members. We did see the uh, we did go and support Second Thoughts and see the Golden Pathway Annual. Ah, you were part of that production then. That was a Richard Sandal Keynes and Ian McLean kind yes. of. Yes, yes. I was talking to Ian about uh, Ian, and do you know how old Richard was when he directed that? He was 15. Yeah, 17, I think, 17 or 18. He, Very he was 15. Was it 15? <laughs> yeah, it was an incredibly imaginative it, um, wasn't it? Uh, production. And what a great choice. I mean, I think one of the big secrets about directing is finding the right play. And that's why sometimes I'm not sniffy ever about directing, but if somebody suggests a play and I don't really think it's worthy of performing I won't do it and you can look at there are plays but you have to look hard that just you feel yeah that's right yes how I could do that um but he was as young as that was he I know he was very young I know he was still at school but then you two have got such a you I think of all uh, 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 there, there are lots of people who, who who fit this bill but not many as well as you I think in terms of knowing the audiences because both of you 
Uh, I've not thought about this until you just said that, Kevin. Choosing the right play requires, doesn't it, a very intimate knowledge of the audiences that are likely to be interested. And both of you are so well, you can't comment on this, I suppose, but you're so well known in Stratford for various reasons um, and various artistic ventures as well as civic, as well as civic duties. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know your audiences, don't you? And there are many types of audiences, aren't there, in, in, yeah. in Stratford? But you know them, you know what is likely to appeal to them. Well, we've, our friendships um, developed on arriving in Stratford 40 years ago, and I made a, a very quick list. When we set up Second Thoughts, founding members were Steve Farr, Roger Goland, um, uh, Thelma Sanders, Phil Trory, and the first chairman, Alan Hawkins. And then very quickly after that, people who've become lifelong friends were us, mm. Ian Plain, Mari MacDonald, mm. Val Harris, Maggie Curtis, Dave Malloy, Tony Homer, Tim Raystrick. And they've been, they have continued, of course, to make major contributions mm. to the art scene here mm. uh, in Stratford over the years but because you're quite right I was consort to the mayor for uh, a year and deputy consort for a year and because I've been involved in lots of other things in the town um, it's very interesting when members of Stratford Town Football Club will come along and see a production that I'm involved in or member of the Bulls Club who will often come along in good numbers to support and yeah I kind of know what theatre they like. Yes, and that's critical, isn't it? Now that I've got to wrap up now um, because uh, um, we're at 37 minutes. So I apologise, I've taken more time than I said I would. But, uh, but I, I really want to do another one with you at some point in, in the future. Um, uh, I want to come around again, all my interviewees again, because one of the things that's been fascinating about this, to, to be pompous for a moment, and why break the habit of a lifetime in my case, uh, it, it, for me, this has been a bit of social history, really, because I found out all sorts of things about, uh, about Stratford and the Stratford artistic scene and the historical scene. For instance, my conversation with Mari, you know, that just uh, scratched the surface of the, of the ocean of knowledge she has, you know, for uh, Stratford. But let's finish with this, because I finished with... Um, this with this way with Penny and and with and with Richard, fairly obvious sort of question, really. Uh, if you could play any part uh, or direct any play uh, uh, at some point in the future, either that you have never played or directed and really want to, or that you would direct again or act in again, what would it be? While you're thinking, I would like to play Flipper the Dolphin. Because <laughs> I always get cast as, uh, you know, evil villains. And the thought of a, no, a Disney character might be quite a bit. Oh, Moana, Moana, the, uh, the uh, Polynesian, uh, you know, uh, character there. So what, what part would you think you would, or play, would spring to mind? Well, for me, it's really difficult. I mean, there have been so many. Possibly Frederick in A Little Night Music, ah. directed by a guy called Bill Wilkinson. And he was new to Stratford, did most of his directing out of Leamington. And I think he spotted in me some ability, but what he was also to do, uh, because he was quite fearless, 
was to develop that and challenge me. So that was an absolute magic role in a magic production. Yeah. Just a little bit of fun, and then you must ask her stuff because she's done more directing than me. Probably something silly like a lower low. I did a lower low for the mm. um, Phoenix players, and we had something like four nights of 600 a night to come and see. Wow. And we were putting in extra seats. It was ridiculous. And I had the marvellous Roger Goland um, as Rene, uh, Rose Smith playing his wife. I had Phil and Pam Hickson in the cast. It was absolutely wonderful. And probably my favourite line in a play is in that, leave them wanting less. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully we did in that production <laughs> yes it was an absolute ball Estelle will I have no no wish really to play any part uh, no not even Peas Blossom <laughs> <laughs> mustard seed mustard seed oh. <laughs> no I thought you might move round the fairies you see round yes no no uh, I, I like mustard seed I couldn't possibly <laughs> Um, and to direct uh, West Side Story, Ooh. which I missed directing for various reasons, and I would love to do that. Yes, yes. <laughs> that hasn't been done, has it, so far as I know, here? Uh, the, um, yeah, the Stratford Musical Theatre Company did it about 2001. Oh, right. 2002, right. and... It was a difficult, we were just doing other stuff at the time and it made it a bit difficult. Yeah, they did very good production, but it doesn't get done often. It's, it's finding the cast members, finding all of those young men and young women who can dance and sing the stuff. The stuff, is, the, the songs are beautiful, but they're difficult. They are. They are extraordinarily difficult, but as as uh, as again, um, he's been name checked a number of times. But as Richard has shown, and uh, uh, others have shown, of course. But in recent memory, you know, he's pulled off some very difficult but wonderful productions of heart, like the, the Stephen Sondheim. Yeah, which is the, the songs in that are uh, technically. Oh. oh, Richard has done a very good job. Very proud of him. I actually chaperoned him when he was about six <laughs> or seven at the RFC. Good Lord. Wild actor. Yeah. So Good going back with um, Richard goes back to the mid eighties. Yes. That's how I, that's how I became friends with Sheila, etc. Yes. Was through Estelle. Estelle was the link because she was the uh, the chaperone, and she introduced him to. Um, uh, Playbox, of course, the Stuart and Mary McGinnis, oh, of which yes. was the founding um, uh, director of the Stratford classes, and she worked with oh. Richard. So that's another connection. So, well, when I go, when I because we we Kira goes to Playbox and has done for some years now. So when I see Stuart and uh, Mary. Uh, week after next, actually, because the, the, the actual live classes are starting again on this. On in the beginning, I shall, I shall, I forgot that actually. I shall remember you to them, and of course, their lovely daughter now, Emily, who's oh, Emily, yes. Emily Squash. Yeah. Well, Squash. I, 
I chaperoned her as well. And in chaperoning her, uh, we were on tour. Um, and so I was looking after her 24 hours a day. Huh. Well, yeah. she, I mean, she, she and her husband are, and indeed Mary and uh, Mary and her husband are absolute geniuses. Absolute genius. Yeah, the no. work that's gone on, got, that goes on up there uh, is second to none, I think, on the, on the uh, adult or young people stage, I think. We, yeah. And we did you know where America it's... With oh, them. yes, went to America. But do you know where it started for Stuart? Playbox. No, where, no. Where, where the whole thing... He was head of drama at Simon Digby Secondary School on Chelmsley Wood. <laughs> and when I didn't know that. He was coming out of teaching, uh, and I, I think they're both inspirational. Aren't they? That kind of gamble that are very few people, and it sounds quite right, we had a wonderful visit to America with Playbox, and we did some theatre exchange, and I went along really as a supporter to Estelle, because Estelle was the, the link with Playbox, not me. Well, Kevin and Estelle, thank you very much for giving me your time. Um, uh, it's good to, 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 to uh, it's, uh, there, are, there are actually bonuses to, to this process of being, as it were, restricted in movement. It's hardly a lockdown, is it, as we've said, because we are in fact allowed to go to the toilet occasionally and <laughs> perhaps even stroll out to a, for a paper. Um, but uh, there are bonuses like this, really, because uh, I, uh, perhaps you, we, I've talked to more people through lockdown and, and done more uh, theatre, actually, than I thought I would ever do uh, uh, through Zoom. I think Zoom is marvellous. Anyway, we'll leave it there, and I hope you will, cut, you will do another one uh, next year, uh, and uh, then we'll see where we all are. We'll see where we all are, you yeah, know. Indeed. We hope, we hope we'll still be here. Things can only get better. <laughs> the coin a phrase.